This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Yun at the Sakasana United Methodist Church, October 11, 2020. The message is, The Gratitude Path, Just to Say Thanks, based on Luke 17, 11-19. Let us pray. God of grace, we turn our hearts and minds to you this morning. We ask that you speak to us once more your words of truth, that our lives become that sacred speech in our lives, in our world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. One Christmas, mom announced that she would no longer remind her children of their thank you note duties. So guess what? As a result, their grandmother never received acknowledgments of the generous generous check she had given. The next year, things were different, however. The children came over in person to thank me. The grandmother told a friend with excitement. How wonderful, the, the friend exclaimed. How do you think how do you th- what do you think that caused the change in behavior? Oh, that's easy, the grandmother replied. This year, I didn't sign the checks. So now you have a good strategy to make them come, right? Have you ever written a thank you note with a heart of ingratitude? Because your mom or dad forced you to write it for gifts that you received. I see my children almost raise their hands. But one day I pull a, a nice card from my mailbox and opened it. It reads, thank you for the lovely, lovely thank you note. So it was a thank you note for a thank you note. And I certainly felt grateful. And at the same time, I wasn't sure if I should send another thank you note. for the thank you note received for sending a thank you note. Right? You know, sometimes saying thanks can be felt like something you got to do out of a sense of duty or obligation. Someone gives you a gift, you feel owe a, a debt, so you just return the favor out of a sense of duty, not out of sense of gratitude. When we lose a sense of gratitude, even expressing gratitude and turn into a binding duty of obligation. Friends, how often do you feel a strong sense of gratitude or thankfulness these days? Just think about it. You don't have to raise your hand. Think about how often you feel a strong sense of gratitude or thankfulness. I invite you to answer to this question. To yourself, do you feel a strong sense of gratitude at least once a day, once a week, once a month, or several times a year, or seldom or never? Think for a moment. Several years ago, there was a large-scale survey examining American religiosity, and spirituality. 
One of the questions was the one I just asked you. How often do you feel a strong sense of in, uh, gratitude or thankfulness? One of the astonishing uh, findings from this study was that 78% of Americans responded by saying that they had felt the strong sense of gratitude in the last week. It means almost 8 out of 10 people, nearly 80% of Americans felt a deep gratitude at least once a week. Could that possibly be true? This, this particular result puzzled many uh, researchers. They wondered where they could see these consequences in our society, in a public realm. We know our politics isn't exactly based in gratitude. You don't hear these two simple words, thank you, a genuine sense of appreciation from the mouth of our politicians, though I'm sure you heard it a lot from the debate moderator. Interestingly, a week after this survey on the gratitude question, another religion researcher institute released a very interesting different study regarding American attitude as American society was moving into the last presidential election period. That study discovered that Americans were more anxious, less optimistic, and more distrustful than ever. This is the study from last presidential election period. Again, this survey result puzzled some social critics and researchers one more time. Did the same people who felt grateful express these negative emotions as well? What's going on here? You know, if we are really honest with ourselves and honest with God, we cannot help but acknowledge that we are living in the tension between these two seemingly opposing feelings, senses. One is the sense of gratitude in which we feel grateful. And the other is the sense of entitlement in which you feel entitled. You feel you deserve more. What we need to realize is that we are constantly making choices between these two senses. We may feel a range of emotions to all kinds of circumstances and situations, but we choose which to give expression. We choose which to give a voice. Someone confronts you because she or she feeling frustrated with you. It's your choice to respond with defensiveness as a form of self-protection or to choose empathy, trying to understand the person and appreciate the person for being willing to be honest with you. It is your choice. As a pastor, I met people who live with a form of incurable cancer. After a long period of, of chemotherapy, the cancer is not growing anymore, but it cannot be removed. One day it may grow again and take their lives. Nobody knows. There's uncertainty. 
the person I, I, I knew was in this partial remission, but she was not only grateful, but also shared that gratitude with others, other Christians. From my personal experience with cancer patients, I know that she has moments where she feels fearful and even hopeless. But any of the other range of emotions that would be completely understandable. She chose to live with gratitude. Seeing each day as another gift of grace and giving expression, giving voice to her sense of gratitude. It is your choice. Beginning this Sunday, we are engaging a new sermon series entitled The Gratitude Path in conjunction with our stewardship program. As we engage and wrestle with this important topic, I pray that each of us understand what it means to walk the path of gratitude. I pray that we may develop an attitude of gratitude and grow in attitude in gratitude in our lives. In the gospel story read by Melissa this morning, we encounter a Samaritan man who gives expression to his feeling of thankfulness. I give voice to his sense of appreciation. In this story, the ten lepers showed up and were cleansed on their way to show themselves to, to the priest. I'm sure that they were all surprised to discover that they had been healed. Perhaps some were overjoyed. Perhaps some celebrated what happened. Perhaps they ran to show themselves to the priest as Jesus told them to do. Perhaps they uh, just you know, ran to their family and friends to share the good news. Perhaps some of them took it for granted and failed to make a connection between their recovery and what Jesus did to them. Certainly we don't know what happened to them. What we do know, what we do know is that there was one man who felt grateful and decided to turn back to Jesus and give thanks to him. He chose to give voice to the feeling of thankfulness. He chose to express his gratitude to Jesus and to God. Interestingly, the story of ten lepers is found, found only in the Gospel of Luke. And this event is taking place as Jesus and his disciples are traveling toward Jerusalem. And we are reminded that this is the path that Jesus walked as a reminder of God's grace, love. It was the path of gratitude that Jesus first walked in life along with his disciples. What we see in this particular gospel story is that this man turns back from the road he was initially on and chooses to take the path of gratitude. To give thanks to Jesus. This gospel story teaches us what it means to walk the path of gratitude and what the path entails. 
There are two things I would like to share with you this morning. First, the gratitude path is the path that you should first turn around, turn back. 감사합니다. 축하한. 기도스. 아리가토. 스파시보. 오브리가도. 당케. Do you know what these words mean? Thank you. Yes, thank you. These two simple words are one of the most repeated words on a daily basis. When you travel to a foreign country, it is often one of the first phrases you learn. It's after hello. When children start making verbal requests, their parents quickly teach them to say thank you. Studies from neuroscience have identified the brain areas that are likely involved in experiencing and expressing gratitude. And this provides evidence for the idea that gratitude is an intrinsic component of human experience. But it doesn't mean that gratitude comes naturally for us. We know there is a world of difference between saying thank, saying thanks, and actually having a thankful heart, having a grateful heart. There is a world of difference between feeling grateful and practicing gratitude. Gratitude doesn't come naturally for us. In this story, in the gospel story, it was one out of ten men who turned around from the path that they were taking and came back to express the thanks, the gratitude. Only 10%, one out of 10. You know, we humans have a strong tendency to take things for granted and lose a sense of thankfulness over things and people in our lives. You know, there are people studying gratitude, and in science of gratitude, one of the important agenda is to define gratitude so it can be studied properly. The scholars, scholars of gratitude makes a distinction, very important distinction between the appreciation and gratitude. Appreciation is an act of acknowledging goodness in life, the positive, th- positive things that are happening in our lives. It's about seeing the positive in life, events, experiences, or other people. That is so important. But gratitude goes a step further. It recognizes how that positive things in your life, like a healing or a gift of salvation, job success, how those positive, positive things in your life are bigger than yourself. And acknowledge that they are due to forces outside of ourselves. In other words, another important aspect of gratitude is to realize where the goodness in our lives comes from. It's about recognizing the source of the goodness as being outside of ourselves. It doesn't come from anything we necessarily did ourselves. It was given as a gift. It was about the sense that someone else is looking out for you. And as Christians, we confess that all that we are, all that we have, is from our Lord, our God. 
Therefore, gratitude leads us to go beyond a mere appreciation and encourages us to go before the Lord and give thanks. And I believe that's why you are here this morning. You're here to give thanks to the Lord for what God has done in your life. In other words, gratitude makes you affirm that there are good things in the world. At the same time, it makes you acknowledge that they are from God. Of course, it doesn't mean life is perfect. Some people may think that gratitude is just about thinking nice thoughts, expecting good things, and you ignore all the negativities, pain, suffering in this world. But gratitude doesn't ignore complaints, burdens, and suffering. Rather, when we look at our life as a whole, the gratitude encourages us to identify some amount of goodness in what we are experiencing and give God a credit for the goodness we discover and experience. I'm sure you have met people with a true grateful heart. I know some, some people in our congregation who are like that. There are the people of grateful heart, the people of gratitude. When they are asked how they are doing, I hear them respond, I am doing better than I deserve. I remember a brother of my friend who had to do a dialysis because of his kidney condition. One day he was asked, how are you doing? He, and he often confessed, I am grateful that I have more blessings than problems. You know, it's easy to miss the good because we simply get used to it and take things for granted. We have a strong inclination to gravitate towards negativity, ingratitude, a sense of entitlement. Our cultural climate promotes this tendency even more strongly. And this is why we need to turn back from the path of ingratitude. Turn back from a heart of ingratitude. Turn back from a culture of ingratitude in order to walk the path of gratitude. We have to turn back first. In her book, Grateful, author Diana Bass, it's a wonderful book about a gratitude, she provides a pointed critique on our cultural understanding of gratitude. She said, our understanding of thanks is polluted by our toxic satisfaction as we praise God for material possessions instead of the good gift of nature, neighbor. Much of what passes for gratitude today appears to be a sort of secular prosperity gospel. If we just say thank you, thank you, thank you, long enough with the greatest sincerity, we will be healthy, wealthy. But thing, saying thanks or practicing gratitude is not a magical mantra. In this book, she points out that we live in a toxic habitat of ingratitude in this culture. You know, sadly, the world in which we live is not shaped by 
and ruled by gratitude. No matter how grateful you are as a person, this is the larger force that we as a Christian need to be aware and have a confront. We should constantly turn back from this world of gratitude, the culture of ingratitude, in order to walk the path of gratitude. And we're going to talk more about that, how we're going to do that next week. Secondly, the gratitude path is the path that brings you closer to Jesus and to God and His saving grace. You know, ten lepers who first met Jesus were standing at a distance, according to the verse 12. They were standing at a distance. And it was according to the Jewish purity code. They were defiled, were not allowed to come close to those who were considered pure, clean. The ten lepers, after all, comprise of a group of people excluded from community life because of their medical condition. But one leper was considered to have been doubly excluded because of his ethnicity. He was a Samaritan. But after turning back from the road, this Samaritan leper came close to Jesus. As he comes with humble gratitude, he kneels and gets closer to Jesus. He was the only one of the ten who ever got close to Jesus. Friends, gratitude place us in close proximity to Jesus. It draws closer to Him. It grows your relationship with Christ. Helps you stay connected to the fullness of His saving grace and the gift of His presence. And it is one of the cheap ways that God gives us a joy and resilience into the daily struggle of our lives. As we begin this gratitude path as a church, I want to invite you to discern what you want God to accomplish in your heart these days and how God wants to grow you in the ways you practice gratitude at this time. We know every day there are so many reasons not to feel grateful or not to practice gratitude. There are so many reasons. We see tragic, distressing, painful things happening in our lives, in our world. Because of this reality, it is easy for us to choose to walk the path of ingratitude. When you watch the TV news, when you, your friend is diagnosed with cancer, when a loved one dies, it is much easier to walk down the path of ingratitude. But friends, this is what we learn from this gospel story. Give voice to sense of gratitude. Give expression to your sense of thankfulness in your everyday lives. To walk the path of gratitude means you turn back from a culture of ingratitude, from a, from, from a heart of ingratitude. It requires an intentional effort to give voice, to give expression 
And this week, I'd like to invite you to uh, try one simple exercise, exercise on top of what uh, Jill suggested to us. Writing a grat gratitude journal is a wonderful exercise, spiritual exercise. But on top of that, I want to invite you to do one thing. So this week, if someone asks you, how are you doing? Please respond, I am grateful. Can you do that? Let's, let's practice here now. So how are you doing? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Let's, let's practice it. And let's, let's, let's try to do this throughout this week and, and see how uh, this simple words changes our mindset and what impact it makes in the life of others. Friends, are you willing to experience the life-changing power of gratitude? Join the gratitude path, the path that Jesus walked in life and the path that he wants us to walk with him. Do you want to grow in gratitude so you could be blessed just like this Samaritan man in the gospel story? Join the gratitude path. Then let the Lord of gratitude decide what your next steps should be and be thankful. Amen.